and welcome to the Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. In our last two podcasts, we discussed the Hebrew word Naba. It's uh, referenced by Strong's number H5012 out of the Old Testament, and it means to speak or sing by prophetic inspiration. And so we discussed that word and how that applied to both music and then just in uh, the regular understanding of the word Naba. We talked about the uh, most simplest definition of the form or definition for the word prophetic, which means basically that the Holy Spirit gave you that. You didn't learn it out of a book. Someone didn't tell you. Uh, You just received that through the Holy Spirit. And so we discussed that and and talked about those things. And so what I would like to do this week is take a little bit of a departure and discuss how we're able to receive inspiration from the Holy Spirit. I happen to be back in school after a long hiatus, and I'm a communications major. And in one of our classes, we were learning about the basics of communication. You know, some animals communicate without language, like uh, bees will uh, fly in certain patterns or flap their wings or dance, and that's how they communicate, even through vibration. And so the most basic, fundamental way that we communicate is through reception and then transmission. So that's messages coming in, which is reception, and messages going out, which is transmission. So what are some of the ways that the Holy Spirit would enable us to receive a message? Well, the most basic way is through your five senses. And so we're going to kind of go through each of the five senses and talk about the different ways we can receive prophetic inspiration from the Holy Spirit. Uh, Before I do that, though, I want to state that the most basic way that you can uh, hear from the Lord is through His Word. We talked about in our other two podcasts so far that First uh, John, uh, John 1-1, that in the beginning the Word was with God and the Word was God. And so Jesus is the Word. We have to understand that Jesus and the Word are one and the same. And so if you want to know the Lord, you have to get in the Word. You also have to pray and spend time with the Lord. I talked about how one of the ways uh, that I know my child's cry, if let's say we're uh, they're in the nursery and, and I'm walking by and there's a bunch of children and maybe several of them are crying, I immediately know the sound of my child's voice and, and vice versa. My children know my voice. That's because we have had time together. We have spent so much time together. Uh, intimacy has brought, uh, brought about close enough relationship that we just know one another. We know uh, the, our voice uh, with each other. So if you want to know the Lord's voice, you have to spend time with them. There's really no other way around that. The scripture reference for that would be John 10, 27. It says, my sheep know my voice and another voice they will not follow. And so I want to just talk about some basics of how we receive from the Holy Spirit. Uh, One way would be, uh, if we go through our five senses, would be our ears, that that we hear from God. The, The most basic way you hear from God is through His Word. 
I tell people um, often when they're going through different struggles that they need to uh, listen to Bible preaching and teaching, to listen to the Bible on tape, to put in worship music, to begin to, to just build yourself up with God's Word. And, and through that, it will bring encounter with the Holy Spirit. I shared last week that uh, there was a season that I went through in my life and that uh, different points in my life, there would be a song that God would just inspire it prophetically, Naba inspire a song, and I would hear it and it would build my faith up in a particular situation. I referenced the song uh, Waymaker that right now in this uh, this past year, that God has used that song to speak to me and to build my faith up. And, and that has become a Naba word for me. So that could be one example of hearing. But I want to dive a little deeper into hearing beyond just the basic level. And I want to speak to prophetic hearing. Now, before I do that, I want to take a quick uh, a sidebar and uh, there were, uh, Facebook had, had something interesting that a friend brought to my attention. There was a college student who uh, was taking a class and uh, they were talking about what psychology would call your stream of consciousness. And um, that is also referred to as your internal monologue. And uh, we were talking about that and it really got me thinking about our podcast and and I would like to use that as a springboard to talk about hearing from God. Uh, in, in that conversation, the student was uh, talking and interviewing a girl who said she did not really have an internal monologue. Well, let me explain what that is. An internal monologue is when you have a conversation with yourself inside your own mind. For example, a lot of us, when we uh, leave to go on vacation, we will think to ourselves, you know, did I leave the coffee pot on or did I, you know, leave the iron on? And you may have that conversation in your mind with yourself. Um, another example uh, would be when you're reading a book, uh, you know, do you have a conversation uh, out loud? Do you read out loud to yourself in your own mind and in, in your stream of consciousness or your internal monologue. In fact, I would uh, ask a few people about this and, and we had uh, become, began to, to marvel at one another because uh, I had said that when I read a book, I like to cast my book uh, with like famous actors or people I know. And when they have dialogue in the book, I actually, in my mind, can imagine uh, that part of the book being read in the character's voice. And uh, my son said that he, when he reads a book and it's a narrated, that he hears uh, or he imagines that uh, uh, the Allstate man on the commercial with the very deep baritone voice, that he's the one narrating the book, which I thought was very interesting and, and creative. So I want to use that to talk about this, that oftentimes... When I hear from the Lord, it is like an internal monologue. It is inside my own mind that I hear the Lord speak to me. And after talking to several people, um, I think the general consensus was that the majority of the time that the Lord will speak to me in my own voice. Now, there have been occasions where uh, in the form of an internal monologue, 
that I will hear the Lord speak to me and it is not my voice. I believe it's the voice of the Lord and the Lord will, will uh, usually that's in the form of a warning. I, I shared the story how I was driving down the road and uh, I felt really strong impression and I felt in my, in my, in my mind, in, my, in a, the Lord's voice uh, very authoritatively and calmly. I just felt the Lord say to me, do not go that way. And so I obeyed that voice and, and I don't, you know, I don't know what would have happened, but I had a strong indication in my spirit that that was God's love and protection for me. And so I obeyed that voice. And so uh, that is some of the things that, that me and some of the people that I, that I trust, that what we talked about, and, and I just wanted to kind of uh, get people's opinions on that. I want to stop right here before I go further and lay down another foundational scripture for this particular podcast. It's 1 Corinthians 14, uh, and it says to, to, uh, to pursue and love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And we know that prophecy, it says in that scripture, should edify, exhort, and comfort. Now, the type of prophecy I'm talking about here is exactly that. Now, I believe, and, and we'll talk about this later, that people who stand in the office of a prophet can, uh, can bring, uh, like many of the Old Testament Bible characters, a rebuke. But this is not exactly what I'm talking about here. I'm talking here about words of encouragement, words that edify and exhort. Um, God often uses me to encourage people prophetically or to minister to them. Sometimes the Lord will allow me, uh, I'll share with you an example. There was a, a young woman that I was praying with this week, and the Lord uh, just impressed so strongly on me that she was struggling with anxiety. And so I asked her, you know, is, can I pray with you uh, about the peace of the Lord? And, and you know, do you, do you struggle with anxiety? And she confirmed that that was absolutely the case. And so I was able to encourage her and bring comfort and, and minister the Holy Spirit who is the comforter and was able to comfort her through that situation. And so I thought this would be just a wonderful discussion to move through our five senses and talk about some of these things that, um, that I want to also lay some groundwork here too, that the, that the prophetic word will always line up with and agree with the word of God. Uh, the Lord is not going to tell you to do anything contrary to His Word. In fact, most prophetic words should confirm uh, what you already know or are going through or praying about. Uh, usually when there's a prophetic word, it should not be something very surprising to you. I know there has been some people in the past who have abused the prophetic gift or, or said things and put the label of prophetic on it. Um, but I'm telling you from where I'm standing for, standing from, that the, the prophecy is just inspiration of the Holy Spirit and should bring you uh, exhortation and edification. And so as we move through the five senses, I just wanted to, to keep some of those things in mind. Also, uh, I think that the prophetic should uh, be something that you have, you can reject it or you can partner with it and come into agreement with it. And so that's also, I believe everyone, I believe in free will and I believe that 
uh, you can either reject something or you can partner with it. And then you take it yourself before the Lord in prayer. And um, that's just how I proceed when someone gives me a word. But I've mostly had positive experiences and I, I don't let some negative experiences affect how I move going forward. I, um, I just take these things to the Lord in prayer. So let's talk another way about hearing. I want to give you a couple of examples of how this would work. I just shared one about praying with the girl this week. Um, now, as you, as you begin to step out in the prophetic, um, I shared also about the waitress in the restaurant that the Lord had allowed me to see something and we were able to, to minister to her. I believe once you ask the Lord, to open your ears and to begin to speak speak to you and use you, that uh, the Lord will just be really your primary teacher. I can give you information. I can also recommend books to read and um, and all of those things, and that's wonderful. But your primary source ought to be prayer and getting in the Word of God. And so the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He is our guide, and we always want to to, to ask and seek the Lord about what He would have us do. And so I believe that if you ask the Lord to speak to you and, 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 you, and you have a patient heart and you're listening, that God will speak to you. You know, there's a scripture that says, Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes I see people striving to hear and they're praying and praying. And sometimes I believe that the answer is in the quiet still moments when we just sit before the Lord in His presence, asking in faith, and then we're patiently and quietly waiting for an answer. It is in those moments that I find that God speaks to me in, in a way that just is amazing and blows my mind. And, and uh, it's been a, just wonderful experiences when I do that. So I want to speak a little more to hearing. So uh, the Lord often will use, like I said, a song lyric or something that I'll hear someone say. And it's like the, the word is, the word of God is just, it, he, the Holy Spirit breathes on it and becomes alive. In fact, that word rhema that I've mentioned before is a, a Greek word that, that is connected to the word for faith, but it means that the Holy Spirit quickens or breathes life into that word. And I want to share a story about that. Um, my mom's ministry, one of her, she's been a Sunday school teacher for many years, and she uh, has a revelation of uh, Hebrews 4. We spoke about that, about waiting on the Lord, knowing that God has already done it, that the works were already finished from the foundation of the earth. We just have to agree and believe, not wavering in doubt or unbelief, but walk in faith and be patient for God's timing so that things come together and that He's able to meet our needs just in the right moment. And so I had a situation where my husband and I were buying a piece of uh, property as an investment, and we were very unsure. It was, uh, it was a, a big decision for our family, and we wanted to make the right decision, and we were praying about it. So I went to meet my husband at this piece of property, and... I, you know, I just had been praying about it and seeking the Lord about this decision both of us had. And he wanted us to come together on the land and pray over the land before we made our decision. And when I stepped onto the property, I, um, the Lord spoke to me and I quoted part of Hebrews 4. And I looked at my husband and I said, from the foundation of the earth, 
I believe this is God's will. And we, uh, we both came into agreement and we prayed and we felt like that was a rhema word, just that one word from the foundation of the earth. And uh, that became alive to us. It became confirmation of what God was doing. And we made the decision to purchase the land. And I believe it's been a wonderful decision and God blessed that. But it, it took hearing, hearing that the, a, just a portion of a scripture came alive to us and God was able to speak to us. I can think of so many situations in uh, parenting and in relationships where uh, you just get one word and you just hang on to that word. I know my husband and I had another situation where we were praying for a miracle and years had gone by before God had seemingly answered this prayer, but I had clung to a promise. Someone had prayed over me and and given me confirmation that God was going to, to bring breakthrough in this area. And I had the scripture that said, He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. And so that became a rhema word to me. And I would say that scripture all the time, and it would build my faith. And I knew that God was working in that situation. Philippians 1, 6. And so God is faithful. God uh, breathed on that scripture, and uh, it took a couple more years, but it came to pass, and He is faithful. God does speak to us, and He does confirm His word to us. And so that scripture, He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it, became a Naba word for me. And so that was a very powerful way that God spoke to me. Um, Some other ways, I just was going to share a few ways of God, how He can speak to us, uh, would be, you know, very rarely, but sometimes just very strong. You know, the Lord will tell me to pay attention to certain things, or He'll he'll, he'll tell me um, to, to pray for this person, or that, uh, you know, different things. He just, he just guides and directs me. And so that's one way we, we are able to receive uh, from the Holy Spirit is through our hearing. Another way is through our eyes to, as we see. And God will show us things. Um, uh, there can be so many examples of this, but uh, some of those are amazing. And it's, uh, uh, I was talking to my friend about this thing on Facebook about people uh, who had a, uh, internal monologue. Well, it was also that some people have what's called aphantasia, uh, which is another word for people who do not have a mind's eye or are not able to see imagery in their imagination. Like if I were to say, uh, you know, can you picture an elephant? Uh, you should be able to inside of your mind, visualize what an elephant looks like. And some people, uh, claim that they don't have that ability. Well, oftentimes that is how God will show me things. He will just give me a picture. I'll share, uh, I don't know if I shared this example yet or not, but I was praying for this one girl one time. And as I was praying for her, I um, just closed my eyes in prayer and I visualized in my mind that uh, she had a dark root of a tree wrapped around her and on the root, it was uh, the letters embossed said rejection. And so God was showing me that she had a root of rejection. And uh, th- there was actually a little more that the Lord showed me, but I, I didn't want to go into that yet. And so I prayed for her and I stopped and I asked her, um, I said, well, first I spoke to her about God's love for her as a father. Um, and then I asked her, I said, um, do, do you struggle with 
a root of rejection. And she began to cry and tell me how that uh, her father was not in her life and, and that that was a, a source of rejection for her and affected her in her relationships and in her life. And God was able to, to speak to that. And God uh, revealed to us through that uh, prayer, through that conversation, that she was struggling with uh, unforgiveness toward her natural father and that it was hindering her walk as a believer and being able to see the Lord as a loving father. And so that is a wonderful way of God giving, you know, giving me prophetic reception through my eyes. Uh, another way would, you know, we have five senses, so another way would be smells. I, I, I don't want to touch too deeply on this one. This is not as common, but there have been situations where we have been in worship and, and just had, uh, the Bible refers to the aroma worship, aroma of worship, and we have smelled uh, just beautiful like roses and floral smells. And I've also been in situations where I've been around people, and I'm not going to say that they smelled bad or anything like that, but it was just a supernatural. Jensen Franklin often says, if something is not natural, you can assume that it might be supernatural. And that's something that I pay a lot of attention to. And uh, there was a situation with someone where uh, a smell caught my attention and it caused me to, to take a closer look and God began to speak to me uh, that this person had an issue in their life, but, but the scent is what got my attention first. Another way would be uh, through touch, through our feelings, what we feel. Uh, I spoke last time about a friend of mine that will get heat in her hands, uh, when, when the anointing and when the Holy Spirit is, is moving in a situation or anointing a situation and she'll even get warmth, uh, for example, in her knee or her shoulder and she will say, we need to pray for someone's knee or shoulder. I think that's amazing. Um, I, I, you know, I've talked about sometimes when there's a, a, a situation where uh, there's uh, evil that people will get chill bumps. They'll get like a cold chill. Um, you can sense that. And so... Uh, that's very interesting also. In fact, I want to stop right there and talk about, I had someone recently ask me if the things of the prophetic, is that where people are just more generally intuitive or perceptive or is it prophetic? Well, I would argue that some people who are generally more perceptive and intuitive might be more open to prophetic influence and might be more open to the prophetic things of the Holy Spirit. But I would argue that those are two distinct things. Um, just because someone is perceptive in general does not necessarily mean that they are prophetic. Although I think that people who are perceptive in general are more open. If you're closed off, you know, I don't believe that uh, you're going to be able to receive uh, prophetically from the Lord because you've given the indication that you're you're not interested in pursuing those things and I just I think we have not because we ask not and this is something that uh, through just really praying with the Lord and asking him for understanding and asking him uh, to, to be able to understand situations that um, the Lord has spoken to me and I've put me on this journey of understanding the prophetic uh, the most wonderful application of the prophetic is oftentimes I find in my parenting when I'm just praying and asking the Lord to give me wisdom and direction on parenting my children and God will often answer 
me prophetically and give me direction and wisdom, uh, just as I would seek out counsel from someone who I admire that has, you know, successfully raised their children. Uh, what better teacher can I have than the Holy Spirit? And so when I pray, He often answers me in very creative ways. Um, another way, too, that the Lord can speak to us is through dreams. Uh, we've referenced those scriptures on the podcast and talked about how in uh, the book of Job, it talks about the Lord speaking to man uh, in dreams. And so that is often a way that God will prophetically speak to me. That's largely uh, in a side of a dream. I'll, oftentimes that will be symbolic. Uh, I talked about, I don't, uh, one time I had a dream where there was uh, three very fast moving, small tornadoes. And, uh, that, that within 30 days, I had three major life changes. It was that we changed a job. We found out we were pregnant with my son and then we, uh, changed churches. It was a decision to change the church we were in and which was a very big decision for us. And so I believe those three tornadoes uh, was the Lord prophetically preparing me for these three major transitions that were happening in my life. So I, want, I just wanted to kind of touch and give us an overview of prophetic reception, how we receive from the Lord. Like I said, it should always line up with the Word of God. It should always confirm God's Word. The Lord is never going to tell you something contrary to His Word should edify and exhort and bring comfort to you. Um, you know, the, there should usually be some other confirmations that the Lord has for you. But the Lord does want to speak to us. You know, the Lord created man because he desired to have a family. And I believe the Lord loves us so much. He wants to commune with us. You know, Adam walked with him and talked with him in the garden. And I believe it's the Lord's desire to just have communion with us and fellowship with us. He loves us so much. I don't think we can ever discount God's love for us. He sent His only Son to die for us so that we could have abundant life free from sin and, and all of the, the things that sin can bring to, uh, to not give us abundant life. To, to keep, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. And the Lord does send His Holy Spirit to comfort and guide us and to talk with us. I have conversations all day long with the Holy Spirit. Uh, anytime I'm uncertain of what to do, just taking a shower, driving my car, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm oftentimes in, in my mind and sometimes out loud just praying and asking the Lord for direction. I, I did that today. You know, there was a situation today that arose and I, um, I just wanted to have wisdom about how to handle the situation. And I just, I, you know, just said a prayer, just talk to the Lord and just casual conversation. You know, Lord, give me wisdom. Put a guard on, on my mouth. Help, help me to say your words. Help me to have golden moments and not brassy moments. You know, help me to always bring glory to you and honor to your name, Lord, and just guide and lead me. And so I try to just have these conversations with the Lord all the time. And that's just how I live my daily walk. And I would encourage you to ask the Lord to open your ears and open your eyes and give you a sensitivity to what the Holy Spirit is saying. I will say this too, that um, I believe that when we live a life of obedience through the work of Jesus on the cross and us living obedience in obedience allows us to be righteous 
And when we are living not perfect, but righteous, that the Lord is able to talk with us. But when we have a lot of unforgiven, unrepented sin in our life, it can dull our perception and it can, it can cloud us from being able to really see and hear from the Lord. And um, that's something that we need to give to the Lord. We need to, we need to repent of those things and we need to obey His Word and we need to talk to the Lord. So I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and consider giving through patreon.com slash thepracticalprophetic. All proceeds will continue to fund this podcast, and thank you for listening. And also, if you would like to send me an email, you can do so at bethwingate at aim.com. That's bethwingate, B-E-T-H-W-I-N-G-A-T-E, at aim, A-I-M, Beth Wingate at aim.com. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and have a blessed day.